Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, where we interview your favorite actors and celebrities from film, television, music, comedy, more. Wherever pop culture hangs out, you will find us there sitting on a park bench waiting to talk to somebody. And today we are chatting with the amazingly talented Jonathan Stoddard about his current project and other things, Killer Ambition, available now on the Lifetime Movie Network among other things. Jonathan, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be here and to be talking with you. Thank you. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have to say, we'll start out with the fact that you have been a part of so many uh, amazing projects and things like this, but Killer Ambition is just absolutely fun. Uh, it premiered on Lifetime Movie Network in January, uh, but is still going strong. I mean, that's the beauty of the Lifetime Network. I mean, you can turn it on and you're always going to find some sort of entertaining project. How did you get involved with this, Jonathan? And uh, if you can let people in on on that and sort of what your character's like for those who have not had the opportunity uh, to watch it quite yet. Um, I got involved uh, because I had worked with the director, Lindsay Hartley, who is hands down one of my favorite directors I've ever worked with. Yeah. And she and I did a rom-com like six months prior and a very different tone, very different feeling. Um, and I had sent her, they had a, she was getting ready to direct this kind of like intense suspense one right before this uh, killer ambition. And I sent her my reel and I was like, I, I don't just do rom-com stuff. Like I, I like the dark drama, like yeah, give yeah. me give me that that possibility and from there she saw the reel i didn't get cast in that one but then a couple months later she called and said i'm doing this movie and it wasn't called killer ambition then it was a it was a different name um, yeah but she called me in and i was shooting another project in arkansas and uh i did the audition in my hotel room was able to book it and then literally jumped from set to la and started filming and to give a little background, so Killer Ambition is about a woman jeweler um, who's Tawny. She's amazing. And she, I basically, she gets invited into this uh, very advanced, prestigious women's and leadership kind of club. Yeah. But they're all, they're all like ambitious to the point of a fault, like either covering things up, some sketchy things, stealing um designs and all that kind of stuff and so i play her boyfriend who's kind of you know two-faced taking pictures stealing things and i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the good crowd <laughs> no you play a really good bad guy along with everybody Thank else you. that you're with uh we have a show favorite on there as well sean cannon who's been on the podcast a couple times uh mike barnes from karate kid three i mean you guys all do so really well now my understanding is when you're filming these types of shows, 
they move pretty fast, correct? Like there's not a lot of time. It's kind of a run and gun sort of thing because when you're filming these, they tend to make it straight to network pretty quickly, right? Like it's like we're filming and then maybe a month or so. Was that the case for this one? Or was this kind of one of those weird ones where you're in the middle of the pandemic and you're kind of on lockdown and trying to get as much done as you possibly can? Well, there we always have to be sensitive to, yeah. uh, you know, of course, the big C word. Um, but outside of that, with filming, these do move pretty fast. Some of them faster than others. This one had a little bit of breath to it. Uh, I think okay. we clocked in just under a month shoot. Okay. And we did big things like, you know, we have, we have like the big yacht scenes. We did awesome yacht stuff, great locations, the houses. So we moved pretty fast, but it was still it was still reasonable. Um, so that everyone still felt comfortable to give performances and work without that pressure of one take wonders kind of thing. Sure. It's great. Yeah, that's great when you have a lot of time. I was talking to some folks, um, the Meghan Markle one that came out last year, and they did that yeah. one like in nine or ten days, I think. It's unbelievable like how fast these productions can be done, but they're also shot really well, like a, a film. Yeah. You know, it's very nice. Um, and you just have a fantastic cast and I'm really excited. Um, if people haven't had the opportunity to watch this yet, that they absolutely have to, I sort of want to switch gears here, Jonathan, because again, you've done a lot of things, but the big question, and I think our listeners and viewers would find interesting is how did you become a storyteller? What was it that interested you, uh, in pursuing acting as a career? Um, the easiest, well, I do want to say uh, just really quick, because you did mention the cast on Killer Ambition is phenomenal. Like, yeah, Sean, they're so good. It, amazing. Like I'm, I still talk with everyone on that cast regularly, uh, and they're they're just incredible. And we had a wonderful time. Uh, but so for acting, it was so my parents are psychiatrists. Yeah, so, that's what I was gonna say. You, yeah, and you're from the yeah. Bay Area too, correct? Which is where yeah. we're located. So oh, nice. uh, yeah. we're in San Jose. So we're just sidetracking yeah. here. Where in the Bay Area are you from? So I was born in like Terra Linda, Santa Fe. Okay, not oh, so on the beautiful other area. Yeah, Terra Linda is great. Yeah. So anyway, I I digress. I apologize. Parents were no, psychiatrists. No, You're from the Bay Area. Okay. <laughs> well, I, so I will say I'm so I'm on location filming right now, and I'm in a hotel room, and the area code, like my room number is four one five. Nice. I'm like the Bay Area. <laughs> yes, can't go wrong there. <laughs> yes, uh, but so so my parents are psychiatrists. So for me. Like the reaction is usually twofold. It's either, wow, you probably really have your boop together or it's, I'm really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damaged so in some sort of way. You know, that's kind yeah. of the the trope, I think, for most actors, you know, not necessarily always the case, but tends to be the assumption, I think, a lot of times. Well, especially with therapists. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. The verdict, <laughs> verdict is still out on that one. But, um, but I will say to answer your question, the stage, like growing up on theater, so musical dramatic theater, that was, that's where I felt the most free. There was no regulation. There was no like questioning of how does this make you feel or what's going on? Or let's, let's talk about it for a number of hours. It was, I could, it was like a playground for emotions and physical and stuff like that. So then later I pursued a bunch of other careers first and then started asking myself that question in the early twenties, in my early twenties of like, what? what would I do if I was a, a millionaire, right? What would mm -hmm. I do if money or paying the rent wasn't a thing? And the only thing that I always turned back to for fun, comfort, 
um, evolution of myself, humanity, everything was always acting. Yeah. And so making that transition, though, I will say from stage to film, very different. It is a different art form, everything about it. And uh, it's been a really rocky road. My career didn't start taking off until about five years ago. Yeah. I've heard other people say that before as well, because like, yeah, you're performing and you're on stage every night and you're doing all these different things, but really it's like a different muscle, you know, it's not necessarily the same. And a lot of actors like yourself who sort of make the jump from one to the other, you know, I understand it's harder to go from acting on stage to television than from like television to stage. Like it's kind of the reverse sort of thing. I don't know if that's the case for you, but I mean, it sounds like it was kind of an interesting journey and you mean having been doing this for so long, but really kind of feeling like that you just have started to take off then in the last five years, but that has to be satisfying as an entertainer and a performer, right? Because you're like, you know, this is what I know I'm supposed to be doing, even though, you know, my family uh, is maybe perhaps doing the exact opposite thing that I'm doing, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone else around you is like, oh, yeah, I'm still I'm still doing the same job for the last 10 years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, my my <laughs> life and my career and my job ends after production. And I don't know if I'm hired after that. So, yay, I'm great. I'm totally sane. Don't worry about me. I won't cry in my bedroom. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah. You, you sort of kind of like, you know, you're doing this job and it's great. But after a few weeks in or maybe a month in, you probably start thinking to yourself, oh, I got to start looking for another job again. Um, like for those of us who might work a regular nine to five or whatever the case might be, it's different because we have that steady paycheck and we know, well, most of us know, uh, you know, tomorrow we're going to have a job unless like what happened in the last two years. But, (laughs) but for you, especially as an actor, because you guys really, you know, felt the brunt of a lot of it, because from what I was understanding, there's not a lot of like that unemployment sort of thing necessarily for actors or, this out or the other because it, it just it's a, such a different world than what most of us um, are a part of. But I'm glad to see that things have worked out well for you. This is a great film, and um, you know we're all excited to see uh, what's next for you, my friend. I, I guess the big question, absolutely. Um, what is some of the best advice that you've ever been given as a performer, or maybe just in life? You know that has sort of sustained you and kept you on the trajectory that you've been on, Jonathan. I think the best advice, which is also probably the hardest to implement, is hmm, how do I how do I say this? It's it's basically trust yourself and and break the rules. Yeah. And how what that translates into of trust yourself and break the rules, like make it yourself, is because as artists. Um, when there isn't a hierarchy established, we always feel like we we have to answer to somebody else. Like as actors, we feel like we have to surrender to the advice of our managers. We have to surrender to the advice of agents. We have to surrender to the advice of everyone else around us. So we never, we don't take that ownership. We look for somebody else to be the CEO of our company, but this is our company. I am the product. This is our job. This is our yeah. life. And we don't have an obvious hierarchy power structure a boss to turn to we're the boss right. we're the performer we're the product we're the sales agent we're the marketer my career didn't start taking off until i decided to stop listening to people and start trusting my instincts and then paving that way yeah yeah i mean i think that makes a lot of sense 
Um, one other topic I did want to talk about, sort of going yeah. backwards again here. You've also been a part of the soap opera world, which is yeah. huge. Um, you had a huge, huge role on The Young and the Restless's Young John Abbott. Um, that experience for you too, I imagine, prepared you for a lot of different things because soap opera's oh, yeah. film, and especially Sean too, coming from the soap opera world as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a di- that's another world in itself, right? As far as how production is done, unless it's changed. I hear it used to be very drudgerous as far as like filming, but now it's pretty running gun. Um, as far as how they can get things done, you know, and put an episode out. Cause those are all pretty much in real time as well. Right. Well, it's, they have like a, when they're in flow, it's about a day, day or two turnaround on things. Okay. And it was actually really fun when killer ambition came out, there were a bunch of news articles that were like, Sean from bold and the beautiful <laughs> against Jonathan from young and the restless. <laughs> I love it. Um, it was just a fun thing, but yeah, my, when I first got on the show, like three, three and a half years ago, I, I couldn't eat for two days. I, I panicked. Network TV is so on this scale was so different. Yeah. Um, it's one or two takes. You show up, you do blocking for five or 10 minutes and then you go and you sit in your room Yeah. and then three hours later they call you up or they might have like six pages of uh, changes or whatever. And you have to be on point, get it. You get one take and that's it four camera angles and you move on. It is a different world. Yeah. You don't get to play to discover during performance. You have to nail it during performance. Yeah. I can imagine because time is money as always. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Killer ambition again, now available on the lifetime movie network. Thank you, Jonathan, for joining us on location on it. This is a day off. I assume and uh, hanging out. Be sure yeah. to check out the video and audio Uh, Everybody, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.